remember a few years ago I went to visit Marge over in Mattoon and she was in the therapy room. Uh, I don't know what, they, I always loved going in there when they were doing that. We had so many, so many good times. And, but I was standing outside, I didn't want to interrupt. And, and I wasn't sure if she could see me, but she looked through the window and saw me and she smiled and waved. And then I, I watched as she leaned over to the person next to her and I could tell she was mouthing, I could read her, read her lips, she had said, that's my preacher. And that just made me feel so good. It just made me feel wonderful to be acknowledged. Um, I can't tell you how many years ago it was, but several years ago I was visiting with Marge and she told me the scripture she wanted for her funeral. And uh, she wanted me to share a scripture. She had it all picked out. She was good at that, wasn't she? Uh, Carol told about how she took her back in the, and showed her the clothes that she wanted, and she had everything ready, everything ready, uh, everything picked out. And those are tough conversations to have, but you know, those are necessary conversations. There's so few people that take time to have those kind of conversations, but they're important. It's so vital to be prepared. It's so vital that we acknowledge the reality of death. And the scripture that Marge had picked out says that so well. It's, it's a perfect scripture to use, and it's perfect for her, and so by Marge's request, I'd like to share with you from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, we read, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Isn't that a beautiful passage? It's a beautiful passage. It's very poetic, but it's also very much realistic. I, I love this passage because it doesn't hold on sentiment too much. Instead, it acknowledges the passage of time. It acknowledges the changing of the season and, and how we should face those realities. And I think Marge taught us that in, in the seasons of her life. She taught us like this passage that life is lived and how well we navigate the changing of those seasons. And she taught us that there are seasons that come. There are seasons that we have no control over. I was blessed to be with Marge in some very difficult seasons and some difficult times. I was with her when she learned of the, the deaths of two of her sons. And I, I saw her sadness, but I also saw her strength. I saw her strength and the resolve in how well she handled that difficulty. And what I saw was very much a reflection of what we learn in this passage. And I can see why it meant so much to her and why she chose this. Verse 2 tells us there's a time to be born, but there's also a time to die. And, and this poem goes on to tell us there is a time to weep. There is a time to mourn. And, and we gain nothing by pretending that those moments aren't real. We, we gain nothing by pretending that they don't hurt. You don't make it to 99 years old without a measure of pain in your life and, and times of, of mourning. We have no control over those seasons. A little over seven years ago, uh, the morning of the fire here at Kansas Christian Church, 
I uh, smelled like fire. I smelled like smoke. I went home and took a shower, and I had to, t- I had to take a drive. And the first place I went was to Tom and Marge's house. And I stopped by to, to visit with them. I went by because I thought I needed to comfort them. I thought I would need to comfort them because this place had been such an important part of their lives and they were such a, such a part of this, of this church. But instead, they comforted me. And, uh, and they told me it would be fine. It's just a building. And I, hadn't, I didn't know at that time. I didn't know. It was before my time. I didn't know about the fire, that they had been through their own house fire. And that had given them perspective. There are seasons that we have no control over, and so we submit to them, and we allow those seasons to do their work in us. But I think Marge would remind us, along with this passage, that there are seasons that come that require us to be present. There are seasons that come that require us to make an investment. Just like the four seasons of the year, each season requires an investment. Each season requires us to be present. Verse 2 says there is a time to plant. And then there is a time to pluck up what is planted. Some seasons require our time. They require our attention and our effort. And part of, me, part of maturing, part of becoming a responsible adult, is recognizing those seasons and learning how to move gracefully through them. Verse 7 says there is a time to sow. Denny was telling me the other day that everything they wore as children was homemade. I mean, down to the underwear. Everything they wore... That Marge had, Marge had made them, often printed out of feed sacks and flower sacks. And part of what made that generation so great was the way that they used what they had. Proverbs 31 kind of reminds me of Marge as well. Proverbs 31 verse 21 says, She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. I think that says it very well. Marge took that love and that skill not only applied it to her children, but to her grandchildren and to their lives as well. I've heard stories from the grandchildren of sleepovers and, and uh, playing crazy eights and putting jigsaw puzzles together. Denise was uh, sharing about flannel, flannel nightgowns and with, with your names or your initials embroidered on them. Uh, Gretchen was sharing about sitting with Tom and Marge in church every Sunday. And I love the way Gretchen put it. She taught me to say my prayers before bed. That requires that you be present. That requires an investment. Those seasons don't come by accident. They require an investment. They require us to be present. And Marge was present in those seasons of life. She has written in the front of her Bible and in the back of her Bible. She's collected poems and and, uh, sayings. And one little poem that she had in the front of her Bible is called A Gift. She said, the poem says, I have so little to give, my dears. So little of silver and gold. But I can give you a gift, my dears, that can't be bought or sold. My friendship, if you, my friendship, if you find it sweet. My smile of greeting whenever we meet. My tears to comfort you in your pain. My smile to cheer you up again. My hand to hold in joy and sorrow. My love today and my love tomorrow. And she signed that. Your mother under that. There's another lesson here. And I think it's a lesson we also saw in Marge, and that is that there are other seasons that we have to call into being. There are seasons that we create. One of the seasons, one of the seasons that isn't mentioned in, in Ecclesiastes 3, but I think Marge would add it. I mean, it says that there's a time for this, there's a time for that. One thing it doesn't say, there's a time to eat. It never says that, but it's there, it ought to be in there. There's a time to eat. 
Every grandchild I, I heard from, every grandchild I talked I talked to talked about food. Denny was talking about uh, about fried potatoes for breakfast, and I heard it always came with homemade ketchup. Fried potatoes with homemade ketchup. Every single person mentioned Grandma's green beans. I heard about that several times, and I remember her green beans. And if I could add to the list, she taught me to like to like. I won't say love, but she taught me to like cooked cooked turnips. I never wanted to touch cooked turnips at all, and and. Uh, Finally, she made them, and I, I, I really liked them. I won't say loved. Um, I asked her how she did that, and she said, you have to cook them a long time. But then Denny said, you just have to put enough sugar in them. She put enough sugar in, you'd eat anything. I think, well, that's true. And if it wasn't about eating food, it was about preparing food. I, I heard of time spent snapping green, pea, green beans and shelling peas. And I remember times like that with my mother and my grandmother and my aunts. Those times were also spent laughing and telling stories and sharing together. Ecclesiastes 3 and 3, chapter 3, verse 4 says there's a time to weep. Verse 5 says there's a time to mourn, but those verses also say there's a time to laugh and there's a time to dance. You and I need to call those seasons into being. Sometimes we're the ones that have to initiate that and we have to make that season happen. Verse 3 says there's a time to heal. Marge was the neighborhood doctor, and kids would come to her with bee stings and, and splinters, and she knew how to treat them. There's something special in knowing how to bring about a time to heal, a time to mend, when, we, when it's time to put aside differences, when it's time to, to seek peace. But it's even more important to know how to bring those times, how to lay down our differences, and how to make a season of peace. Carol shared with me a, another saying that she thought, thought fit Marge so well. It says, you can use any measure when you're speaking of success. You can measure it by fancy home, expensive car, or dress. But the measure of your real success is one you cannot spend. It's the way your kids describe you when they're talking to a friend. How do your kids tell your story for you? Those seasons don't come easy. And those seasons don't come without trust in God's presence and in God's timing. And it, it doesn't come without a recognition that Marge had that no matter what the season, our greatest hope is never here. You know, the, the poem in Ecclesiastes 3 ends, and then the author gives us some final thoughts. In verses 9 and 10, he goes on and he says, What gain has the worker for, from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. God has given us these seasons, in other words, just, just to keep us busy. And life does that. Life will keep us busy. But then there's another perspective. There's a greater perspective he brings in. Verse 11, he says of God, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity into man's heart. Yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from beginning to to end. He has put eternity into man's heart. Our hope is not here. This world is not our home. Our hearts were made for eternity. And for the last several years, we would have to say, Marge has not been at home. She's not, she's not been here. She's been waiting. She's been waiting to be reunited with Tom and, and with Kenny and with Butch and with so many friends and family members who have gone on before. Friends and family who, who shared their homes and their years and their meals and their faith. 
And God had put eternity in her heart. And now He has welcomed her home. Marge's faith was an important part of who she was. And today that faith has become sight. Today her hopes have been fulfilled. And more than teaching you how to cook green beans or even turnips or play crazy eights, she would want you to know her Savior. She would want you to know Jesus so that when the seasons in your life change, you would have someone to hold on to and you would know that He's holding you as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank You that in our our hurt and in our loss, we do not grieve alone. You mourn with those who mourn. Your Son identifies as as a man of sorrows and one who is acquainted with suffering. And so we come to You seeking comfort for this family, for peace through Your presence, and for hope through Your Son, Jesus. Lord, You've left us with some wonderful memories of Marge and a great example of a woman who loved her Savior, her her family, her church, her community. I pray that our own lives will display that same love, trust, and the character that we saw in her. And above all, we look to You as the giver and sustainer of life. We owe You all of our days, and from You we find all of our hope. Whether or not we're blessed with 99 years, let us live each season trusting in Your presence. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.